0: The Making Sense of Life podcast, number 27. According to J.K. Rowling, life is difficult and complicated and beyond anyone's total control. The humility to know that will enable you to survive its vicissitudes. The Making Sense of Life podcast will not only empower you to navigate through a fast-changing world, but also to grow in body, mind and spirit. Inward change precedes outer transformation. As the ancient Greek author Plutarch once said, what we achieve inwardly will change outer reality.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Logos Medical Legal. Sunil also works privately with senior leaders. Go to drsunil.com forward
0: slash corporate to find out more.
1: Hello and welcome to the Making Sense of Life podcast with me, Andrew Horton, and Dr. Sunil Rahasia. Sunil, great to have you with us again. Here we are again, another podcast. Yes, and uh, another interesting conversation I hope that we'll have again. Okay, now today we are talking about burnout. Now, burnout is something that is quite a, a tricky topic, isn't it, Sunil? And something that we really need to kind of get to the depths of, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's not something that you hear a lot. Well, you do hear about it in terms of you you hear about people saying that they're feeling maybe burnt out or run down. But it's not really a subject that we dig into much because it's a bit uncomfortable, shall we put it that way. Maybe it's a little bit too close to the bone uh, because I think all of us at some point in our lives have felt that uh, we're running on thin ice, if you like, or we're getting... Towards our limits of what we can or do or achieve, and maybe we're reaching exhaustion or something like that.
1: But what what exactly is burnout? there, and how how would you sort of define it in, in a broad sense? Yes, Andrew. I mean, burnout,
0: I'd say, is the state of chronic stress. Um, it's something that develops gradually over a period of time. And when you look at people who give the sort of the definition, there are three main areas. Uh, the first is physical and emotional exhaustion. Mm um you you feel tired you feel run down you feel you're lacking energy um that get up and go isn't there when it once was so that's the first the second is feelings of cynicism and detachment um you don't really feel connected with people around you Uh, you feel yourself looking on the negative aspects of of life and feeling not just separated from others but also beginning to give them ulterior motives looking at looking at people in in maybe the worst possible light thinking that everybody you meet or coming across that they've got some other hidden agenda or they're somehow against you in some way and then thirdly um, this reduced performance feelings of uh, ineffectiveness and lack of accomplishment. You're sort of spinning your wheels. You're trying to do stuff, but but you're just not really achieving very much. You might be busy or trying to be busy, but everything seems to be an upward struggle, and it just seems to go on, and there doesn't seem much apparent end in sight.
1: And uh, there's definitely some things that I can resonate with, Sunil. Uh, have you had any experience yourself of burnout? Yes, I think actually, I think it's probably there are three
0: particular times in my life that stand out. The first was. Um, at university, actually starting university, um, my first year, moving away from home, being out of out of depth academically, finding the work way way beyond me, feeling isolated and alone. That gradually had a sort a, of a wearing down effect on me, um, and looking back, I've say it was a period of. Definitely burnout, possibly depression. Um, I sort of there, There's a video on, on, on the website called Just As I Am that goes into that in, in a lot more detail. That was the first time. Uh, the second time, uh, looking back, would be at the end of my third year at university. I'd failed these exams. I was potentially gonna be kicked out of medical school. Um, and I remember just uh, feeling utterly exhausted and just thinking, what am I gonna do with my life? Where am I gonna go? um again i I'd, i I'd, I'd i'd reached a point where as i said i was exhausted i didn't feel connected to the people around me i i certainly wasn't performing very well at all um thankfully you know and actually at that point i I'd, I'd, I'd failed these exams and i was about to be kicked out and they uh, my second choice was to become a teacher uh, in primary school but i 'm very thankful that never happened <laughs> and and uh, the medical powers that be said, "Okay no, we want you back in and I actually started working clinically and and i found my niche in psychiatry and so things actually got a lot better after that uh, and the third one is sort of a little bit more more recent in about two thousand and nine when I was juggling uh, being on the leadership team of a church working as a psychiatrist in the n h s and also having a growing family as well and to be quite honest with you it became too much to handle um, and something had to give and it was at that point I decided that I had to step down from church leadership basically because I didn't like the person I was becoming you know I said mentioned earlier one of the features of burnout is feelings of um, cynicism and detachment from other people and I didn't like the person I was becoming you know the, the, the a phrase uh, someone said that really resonated with me at the time was uh, the way I was doing the work of God was destroying the work of God within me mm. and it, it, I just didn't like that person and I thought something has to give and thankfully I, I you know I had got some good advice and I stepped down from church leadership I said I, I just had to stop you know my faith was still there everything was still there but I was becoming a human doing rather than a human being
1: that's fascinating and I, I really respect that Signal, for you for sort of sharing that so with vulnerability it's it's important in life isn't it that we are vulnerable with each other and I know from my experiences that I've, I've had sort of in some senses very similar experiences there was one job I was in where it was a very busy environment I was we were we were working in there and really stressful actually uh, in fact and I had to uh, sort of leave leave the job in a sense and step away for a few months and uh, come back on a different sort of terms and different kind of contracts. So I definitely know from experience how, you know, it can really kind of upset the apple cart, can't it? Oh yes, it has huge effects and I'm really glad we can obviously talk about this and
0: I'm and I hope is that for our listeners this can be a real encouragement to to you wherever you're at in your life. Either maybe if you're going through a period of burnout or maybe you're about to enter one possibly or maybe you're just coming out of one. I think you know, the phrase is there for the grace of God go I. And all of us, none of us can say that we're immune f- from this, especially in a world that is getting
1: busier and busier
0: and more and more complex and more and more challenging.
1: And some great learning experiences for us both, isn't there? And we'll pick up some of those learning experiences a little bit later. But, you um, so know, how common is it for people to experience burnout today?
0: Okay. I mean, it's hard to get figures on, but um, there's there's an organisation called the Boston Consulting Group. And here are some statistics from 2016. They say, and this is obviously, these are American figures. They say 31% of doctors in the US report burnout. That's 31%. Mm. Uh, 69% of male financial professionals. So that's almost 7 out of 10. But the figure that really got me was of... It's eighty seven percent, 87 percent of Hong Kong financial professionals in institutional asset management. So this is high end, you know, finance people in Hong Kong. Eighty seven percent. Um and interesting related to this is they say this is in the UK statistics, they talk about up to ninety percent of GP consultations have some degree of stress related to them. Now, is that the stress is causing the physical symptoms or the physical symptoms are leading to stress? Obviously, it's, it's quite complex that way, but uh, it's pretty common. It's very common. In that
1: Interesting. Um, people, I don't think, realise how, how common it is for, for this sort of thing to happen. And, you know, we talked about our personal experiences and how how we um, have struggled. I suppose we're, we're part of that statistic in a sense, aren't we, Simon?
0: Yeah, but I think it, it's... I think all of us, I think it's part of the human experience because at the end of the day, we are finite beings and I think all of us have, yeah, felt close to that or it, it, it you've got to have protective measures in place uh, to prevent you going down that way, especially in this day and age.
1: And is this something that we just have today, Sunil, is, is, or have people experienced burnout sort of over the years and historically, I mean, is it a phenomenon of our sort of busy world today, do you think? I'm not sure if it is actually, I think obviously it's, life
0: has never been busier than now but it, it's, if you like um, expectations are obviously always changing but whatever level you're at it, it, life can always feel stressful and always busy I mean um, work and, and, and things to do always fill the time that, 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 that's given to it and certainly you know, people have got burnt out in, in previous centuries and I think we, we, we may look at an example later on of that
1: and and I presume it's not just uh, business people that get burnt out, is it? So, you know, there's other people as well, I guess. Uh, yes,
0: absolutely. I think all professions everywhere, because everybody feels the pinch. Everybody feels uh, the the tension rising, the things that get need to be done and deadlines. I mean, um, I I'm old enough now to remember a time when uh, you would have to, when people people would ring up saying that I'm waiting for my letter or I'm waiting for this contract to come or this particular. Um, piece of information I mean, you'd say well the letters in the post it should be with you by the end of the week um, and obviously that's comical now because you can just send an email and it'll be
1: with you, with you in 10 seconds <laughs> great okay so what else, perhaps to sort of summarise you, you've written a very good blog post on this on, on drsignal.com sort of the five lessons that you've learnt uh, through your experiences of burnout Sunil so should we, should we go through those and have a look at some of those now
0: yeah, let's let us let us do that. And I think, yeah,
1: let's let's do that. I mean, the first
0: one is, um, and I think this is the one that that really surprises me at times, is, and it surprises me because, I, I feel I know it, and yet so often I don't do it enough. Is the importance of adequate rest, um, and I just read to emphasize it's how, and I'm I'm struck for myself how much I need, but but how important sleep is. Um, and you know, sleep is a bit of a taboo subject because everybody likes to say, "Oh, well, I can get by with four or five hours sleep, five or six hours." Sleep. I've tried it, you know, and 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 at different points in my life, I you know, I've burnt the midnight oil and I've really sort of done, you know, been up late enough and, and got up early to, to get things done. Wasn't it Margaret Thatcher who said she had? She five survived on. Wasn't two hours? Sometimes, sometimes it was two hours, and sometimes it was five hours. And I think Donald Trump is supposed to have said he gets by on on a very small amount of sleep. But yeah. maybe there are people who can who, who need less sleep. But I think the vast majority of us do need um, do need seven to eight hours. And I think what I'm struck by is I really need my sleep. Um, for, and you know, I'll, I'll say publicly here I need more than that I need between eight and a half to nine hours sleep mm. for me to function at my best
1: and it has to be good sleep as well doesn't it? You, know, you can't just sort of um, you know I don't know
0: you can't do, have, you, you can't just sort of say well okay I'll have uh, two or three hours sleep and then I'll um, have ha- have a break and get up and work and have another two or three hours like that you've got, to, you've got to go what they call into REM sleep rapid eye movement sleep to go into deep sleep for your body to rejuvenate and uh, refresh itself and for
1: for you to get the rejuvenation that you really need that's a good word rejuvenation and that that's kind of a, a positive way when we talk about yes. burnout isn't it and yes. uh, um okay so that's 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 importance of of good rest and goods good sleep Yes. You know?
0: and it, it, so it's it's rest at night rest during the day as well because because so often, so many of us are knowledge workers and we spend our time in front of computer screens, it's very easy to just be slouched in front of a computer you know, with our minds churning away and being very um, sedentary in, 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 our, in our lifestyle. And so we need rest away from all the sort of activity of, of computer screens. Um, and it's it's not you know what some people what people do is that they'll be on their computer screen and they'll think they'll get up and they'll stretch and then they'll go to their phone I mean we're all guilty of I've done that as well but that's not rest and the best example I found of that during the day is um, rest the mind and move the body if you like mm. and this this relationship between uh, the mind and and the body you know we do have you know we aren't just brains we, we are a physical body as well and this mind body connection is really important and one of the best ways to rest the mind is to move the body and that's why exercise is very important and in a funny way doing the exercise is what gives your mind
1: the rest. Mm. <laughs> no. And uh, Funny enough um, I used to get teased a little bit at one of my workplaces um, where I used to sort of, if I was doing a very creative project and I was used to um, uh, get my brain really kind of you know into a project i used to have to go and stand up and walk around the office and okay, that sort yeah. of thing afterwards you know for, for like a five ten minute break just to kind of make myself it wasn't just a screen break but it was almost like a just moving around you know so you almost get 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 so you're not too stagnant sort of sitting in front S- of a computer sitting in one
0: place but also what i think was always fascinating is that if you're stuck with an idea you're stuck with with a problem you don't know how to solve just getting up and going for a walk mm-hmm. maybe out in, in a park or in a place of natural beauty, and just getting out of that environment, suddenly a, the answer will will drop into your mind, as it were, or a potential way, a potential solution, or something that you could do will come, because you're if you, as it were you're resting your mind by then exercising your body and moving your body.
1: Wasn't it? Um- I can't remember. Well, embarrassing. I can't remember which scientist it was, but he had a, he had a bath and then he remembered. He said, "Eureka!" when he realised the, uh, the the solution to the problem. Was Archimedes, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, Archimedes. I, I think
0: it was Archimedes, yeah. wasn't it? Yes, that's right. Yeah.
1: So that's a very good lesson having a bath as well. <laughs> <having a> bath. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, but I think well, he realised the thing about you know. Um, Something with water, wasn't it? I, I, it's flicking my mind, but yeah, that's
1: right. <laughs> we're, we're we're more we're more experts on sort of good good mind to have psychology here rather than <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> the on ar- physics and Um The Archimedes yeah. principle, isn't it? Okay, right. um, so okay so that's the importance of adequate rest and and sleep and that sort of thing so you know that's great uh what about number two on on your five lessons that you've learned
0: the second one again i'm really guilty of this so it's it's a bit of a confession here is don't overcommit yourself and as i say i have to laugh at myself because if if one of my big problems is is that i'm usually too quick to take on more activities than i've got time to do and that is a sure recipe for for burnout especially if you're then committed to a large number of people who are expecting you to deliver Uh, you need to have adequate time to rest to to go from say from one meeting to another meeting rather than having back-to-back meetings you need to make sure that you've got enough margin in your time in your diary so that you can stop and recuperate as well Um, yeah that's it's because and especially in our sort of 24 7 always you know a technologically connected world mm. it's there is more stuff to do than you could ever do in one lifetime way more now i mean it's it, you know it, it, it's it's yeah
1: they call it hyper choice don't they this kind of environment where we've got so much choice of what we can do and uh, I, th- I think in terms of over committing yourself what i find it is that it's so easy if you're sort of a, a person of sort of, um, you want to help people and you 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 know you want to um, see things done properly, then you can actually commit to things that you know you haven't got the strength or the energy and the time for, but you just do it out of kind of...
0: Because you want to be helpful, yeah. that's right. And I think one of the things that I've, t- 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 back in my mind, is that when I say yes to somebody, I'm saying no to a thousand other things. Mm. And it's easy to say, and the problem is, it's very easy to say yes to somebody who's in front of you and you want to be polite and helpful. And, and that's good, Yeah, but it might not be the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's the, there's the person who you can't see who you've committed to, mm. who's maybe waiting on you to to, to to do something for them, and you're letting them down because you're actually helping the person who's right in front of you. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't help people who are right in front of you, but you've got to, as it were, weigh up just to make that decision. When I say yes to somebody, I'm actually saying no to a whole load of other people mm. and a whole load of other projects.
1: And, and, and it's interesting, isn't it, that perhaps a frivolous example of this is is... is, is the fact that I got sort of about three or four books for Christmas right. and, and, and whether I'm going to commit to reading them all or, or staying with one or, 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 or skimming one. Or getting what, other book, or, like getting other book all or the can time. you other books. And, <laughs> and, yeah,
0: so, yeah. But then I think having said that, I mean, and goodness, I'm, I'm guilty of that. It, it, I have loads and loads of books and I've read a lot of them, but a lot of them I haven't read, I have to confess. But the point being is, And again, I suppose this is where we can look at the plus side of technology um, is that we can develop systems and processes in place whereby we eventually get there. So I I always think back, a a quote somebody said to me is that we tend to overestimate what we can achieve in a year, Mm. but underestimate what we can achieve in five years or 10 years or or in a lifetime. Um, And I suppose we can eventually get there. Um, So, but the, the, the problem is, is when you overcommit to too much in a short period of time, and that begins to give you that sense of of stress and tension, mm. because now you've got deadlines to meet, which you which you can't do physically, just can't do, mm. um, and something has to give. That's why, you know, um, and we'll come to that in terms of of a solution later on. Is the importance of having a not doing list or saying if I'm going to take this on this project or this or this person work with this person, what am I going to stop doing? Mm. Because there's, there's only a finite amount that you can actually do.
1: Okay, so that's the... Uh, just recapping number one, we looked at the importance of, of adequate rest. And now we've looked at don't overcommit yourself. These are the five lessons that uh, Sunil has learnt through uh, his experiences of burnout. Number three, Sunil, is, you've got here is ensure you do those things that re-energise you. Now, can you expand on that a little bit for us?
0: Yeah, so as life gets busier and more stressful... Um, It's very easy to say, well, I'm I'm really busy. I just haven't got time uh, to do exercise, for example, or I haven't got time to eat properly or I haven't got time to, um, you know, if if, if you're a disciple of Christ, you know, to to pray, uh, to meditate, to go to church, to, you know, I haven't got time to do those things that I know that rejuvenate me or even more broadly than that. You know, I haven't got time for the things that I really enjoy doing. And that, you know, if, 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 if there's one take home message, you know, one thing that really challenged my thinking on that, because I would often say to myself, "You know, I haven't got time, I'm just too busy, I've got this to do and that thing. The problem is, is there are so many things in life that drain us. And if you think of, of a bucket, and you think of a bucket with a hole, with, with, with the water dripping out, and, mm. and, and the water level, if you like, is your energy level. So you've got things that take energy out. Now, unless you fill it, mm. you're gonna be more and more drained it's a very simple thing but, uh, but it it's revolutionary if you can grasp it is that and and I've been doing this for years and I found it's helped me so much is that when my life has got busier and more stressful rather than not doing the things that that rejuvenate me and refresh me and replenish me I actually do them more mm. I Purposely put in times to do those things. So I put in time for a regular exercise. I put in time for regular prayer meditation. I put in time for, for good friendships and connecting with 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 family and friends, so that when I then have to deal with those challenges, I'm in my best possible state to deal with the issues and the things I, that I've got to do that that would otherwise drain
1: me. And I suppose if it. it, it... If they're in the diary, then you can say, "Well, I've got actually, I've got actually at the gym at that point, so I can't actually do this or that." You know, or I'm, 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 I'm playing squash or whatever. And I think you know one of my favourite phrases from the workplace is, "If it's not in the calendar, it's not going to happen." Yes. So um, that's quite a good mantra, isn't it? In terms of if yeah, you put if, things if, in, if it's not scheduled, it's not going to happen.
0: You need to be a little bit careful in terms of obviously how you present that to to people, but uh, it's important, you know. I mean. I, I always liked something that somebody said about their prayer time was that they always had a very they had I've got a very important meeting. Mm-hmm. And so obviously that was their prayer time. But but whatever, you know, whatever helps you. And but it's important to realize I think that's, a, you know, if you think of your um, physics or math, if you think of, of the sine wave curve and you can have periods of extreme activity so long as they're balanced by periods of, of just as deep rest and recuperation then you can keep going
1: it's when you just keep going going going, Mm. and then suddenly you have to drop interesting isn't it i i i got a sense there um and what i was thinking there was that it's about being intentional isn't it about about our rest time it's rather than sort of yeah kind of just being more busy being Resting, if that makes sense, you know, scheduling in this, this, and this. I'm so busy. I've got my whole diary is completely full. I can't do anything. Right. It's about being intentional about actually. You know what? I'm actually going to be disciplined and and, and, and and intentional about carving out that time, isn't yes. it? For rest,
0: it's, it's really important. You know, and so people talk about Sabbath, taking a Sunday uh, as as a day of complete rest from their work, um, so they can completely switch off, which I think is great. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I just thought uh, quite a little interesting, almost funny little story was that they studied um, exam results of students and they found that those who took one day off a week um, got, got, got very good results. Those who got, took two days off a week got even better results. They didn't say whether they extrapolated. Those who took three days off and four days off and five days off, whether they all got better and better results. But I think the principle there is certainly you've got to have times that are completely away from the the you know the, the task in hand and, and the stressful things there so you can rejuvenate and refresh yourself
1: great okay so um, that's number three what about number four go back to your foundations you've got here
0: yes so what I mean by that is if you think about, you know, physical pain, physical pain, when you have physical pain, then it's basically telling you that there's something wrong. OK, so I have, you know, if you have backache, there's something wrong with, with with your vertebrae, with maybe a disc problem, maybe you've got sciatica, there's something that, that you're not doing right. OK, so pain is the body's way of telling you it's a symptom, that, that, that there's an underlying problem. Well, I think burnout in a similar way, they're pointing to a deeper problem. And and obviously this is where it can get it can get quite deep. <laughs> I said deeper problems, it can get quite deep. See, what you see, there are questions like, what are the assumptions I'm making about myself and my life? I'm I'm the one who's in a sense, okay, I can say the boss is giving me too much to work to do, but I'm choosing, as it were, to take on all these responsibilities. So what am I telling myself? What am I trying to prove to myself? by making myself so busy, okay? What am I trying to prove to myself? What am I trying to prove to others? Maybe what am I trying to prove to God by being so busy? And how much of my self-worth comes from my activity? You know, we talk about this, and I mentioned this earlier on, am I a human being or a human You're doing? Right, yeah. is, is that where my, you know, am I so task-orientated and achievement-orientated that I
1: have something to prove? Why why do I have to prove those things? Um, uh it's fascinating i mean a, a lot of what we talk about on this podcast is is things that you are quite basic things that we do every day and sort of everyday living but when we unpack them and and, and, and sort of take a step back isn't it and and look at them and think well actually you know that's it that is interesting how how, how am i approaching this what is my my view on this or what is my um attitude towards this is it yeah. can really kind of um unlock a lot of our Stresses and burnouts. Right, because we talk about this more
0: actually on podcast number twenty-two, which is the stories we tell ourselves. Mm. And there's obviously, when I say go back to the foundations, there's obviously a story I'm telling myself Mm. about why I need to be so busy, why I need to be doing these things, Mm. and why this is why this is stressful for me as well. Um, But why, you know, I'm making certain assumptions. You know, I may be saying that. I need to do this to make a certain amount of money or I need to do this to have a certain lifestyle or I need to do this to prove something or do I really need to? I mean it's a, it's a question you've got to ask yourself mm. and unless you ask yourself the question you'll be stuck and trapped that's what it means about going back to the foundations but I think podcast 22 about the stories we tell ourselves uh, would be really helpful uh, to our listeners
1: and of course that is available on, on com, also on iTunes if you search for making sense of life Um I'm just yeah I'm just struck there by by how um, important it is to kind of take that step back and to actually to to make sure you're not in this sort of rat race isn't it you and trying to just just chase your tail in a sense you need to be knowing where you're going and what you're doing in a sense Sunil. what, what your what your your true purpose is what your calling is
0: Absolutely, um, and we'll I hopefully do do a do a podcast at some point about intentionality and about living intentional lives. But
1: yeah, th- but that's the key point about going back to our foundations. Okay, uh, now number 5 the f- the fifth of five points we we'll just recap first of all we've done the the importance of adequate rest we've looked at not overcommitting ourselves uh, we've looked at ensuring that we do those things that re-energize us and about going back to our foundations that was number 4 so the fifth and final one is of course yeah it's the fifth is connect with safe people and what i mean
0: by that is and we've all got this, we've got people in, in, in our lives who is when they come into, in, in, into the room, it, it, they, they lift us up and, mm. and other people, when they come into the room, we can feel the tension inside us thinking, oh no, okay, how am I going to handle this? So people who lift us up and people who drain us. And it's important to have safe people who we can connect with um, and who can help us gain perspective when everything seems to be piling up and, you know, who, who you can just turn to and say, I'm having a really bad day and they'll accept you. Mm. OK, they won't they won't feel threatened by that. Mm. Um, that human connection is is hugely important for health and well-being um, because it provides that extra bit of perspective. You know, I, I came across a quote, which I really loved, which is friend power is much more powerful or greater than willpower.
1: Okay, so that again.
0: Friend power is much more powerful than willpower. Great, yeah. because the, the ability to share that those that those struggles and, and the, with somebody and knowing that they can contain it, that they won't be offended or upset by it, maybe just laugh, you know, or maybe just to laugh about it with, can suddenly ease
1: the tension and give you a completely new perspective on, on what you're doing. It's about relationships, it's about community, isn't it? We've talked about this in another podcast, haven't we? It's about the importance of that we, 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 we are interdependent beings rather than independent or dependent in a sense, aren't we?
0: Yeah, human relationships are really important. And yes, and I think, you know, we start off as dependent, obviously, as, as little children. And then I think society encourages us to think of being independent and not needing people. But actually, there's something about interdependence where we need each other and we and so it's support and help each other that is very very powerful but human relationships you know they're they're the biggest predictor of health and well-being beyond you know much better than you know giving up uh, smoking uh, losing weight doing exercise all those are good things but strong healthy
1: relationships in a sense trump all of them that's really fascinating isn't it um looking at your five points and i I was thinking about sort of uh, a little sort of thing I used to, Before I read those, and I think they're great, obviously, but I, I used to have um, three words I used to use to kind of um, summarize how my attitude to life should be and, and how I should avoid burnout, particularly from my bad experiences that I've had before. And and, and I, what I've called them is the three H's. Now, they're not... The three words, but they don't all begin with H, but they, they've got the H huh sound in them. So they are... Um, my three H's are being healthy, holy, and whole. Okay and that's whole with a w before the W-H-L-E. h yes um so, so what uh, do you mean by that Andrew? okay there? so um healthy for me means um uh, physical and mental health in a sense so eating well exercise where possible uh, and uh, and uh, and that sort of thing um and, and also mental health in terms of not getting sort of catastrophizing or uh, mm. snowball thinking yeah, you know so things can snowball when, when and we're go. burning out yeah yeah um so that kind of healthiness physical and mental health there but also uh, my second age holy uh is about my sort of relationship upward with god and, and, and as a follower of christ um and, and keeping well within the church and going to church and um having that christian community and christian and fellowship
0: relationship with god that you have and keeping that keeping that as it were keeping that line open with god uh, and including him in the stress if you like including him in the problems and and asking for his help and support and
1: strength to get you through that yeah exactly exactly right and then the third one is is being whole and that's an interesting W-H-L-E. one uh, yeah w and that's an interesting one because this kind of um is about uh making sure that I'm not getting too intense about my faith or too intense about anything really and and not and 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 just being a bit not taking myself so seriously yes I think that's pretty really important yeah because I I think that's a really important thing is certainly take your take
0: take take your work seriously but don't take yourself too seriously and Mm. I think maybe that's another if I think about the whole burnout thing earlier on is maybe that's where I've fallen flat is because I've taken myself too seriously and the ability to, to, to really engage with with the task at hand, mm. but then to just let go and say, okay, I've done it my best, I've given it my best, and what will be will be, mm. but I've really given it my best. And then to find a place to rejuvenate and, and, and relax. So you're treating yourself as a whole person, again. You're not just a, a cog in a machine, just doing a job. Jobs need to be done, but you're able to see yourself as a whole person, W-H-O-L-E.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah, okay. So that's my three h's healthy holy and whole <laughs> um yeah. okay so, now, so we're coming into land now and I, and I know some of our listeners uh who will be listening to this podcast will be going through some difficult times themselves mm. um or know someone that's going through some difficult times perhaps so what would you say to anyone who's currently experiencing some burnout or has a friend that's experiencing burnout? What, what, what would you yeah. say to himself? Do we want to we sit with people. We don't want to stand above them. Do we want to sure. sit with people next to them and yeah. encourage them?
0: And again, so this is a normal human experience, I think. And uh, uh, all of us are vulnerable. All of us have limits to to what we can do and achieve. I think I think I divide it into two things. There's there's the immediate and short term, and there's the long term answer. To that so on the immediate short term, and again we, we're using an, um mnemonics and to remember it. But, it, but it's a mnemonic halt H A L T, and in the immediate and short term is to ask yourself H A L T. Am I hungry? Am I feeling angry? Am I feeling lonely? Am I feeling tired? Okay, because those simple you know again we talked about this earlier there's this mind body connection and if i'm hungry it's very easy for me to start getting cynical and angry to start looking at people in a very negative way and attribute the worst possible motive to them similarly if i'm angry am i taking my myself too seriously at this point uh, am i feeling lonely am i feeling that i'm i'm not supported here or am i just completely tired i haven't slept enough you know i haven't taken those that adequate rest Uh, and again we get emphasis you know am I getting enough sleep as simple as that Um, so that's the if you like immediate short term question Mm. but then there are the long term questions Um, thinking about well is is the pace I'm going is it really sustainable
1: Mm.
0: you know is the work that I'm telling myself that needs to be done is it really doable in the the
1: time I'm saying which which relates to your which relates to your going back to your foundations, doesn't it? Sina? Yes. And
0: th- those are the longer term questions, which are uncomfortable questions to ask because. Th- but they need to be asked, because if we don't, then that's where the real problems can can arise. Um, and I think we-, we alluded to this as well, is the question is that if I'm going to take something on what am I going to stop doing? So do I have a stop doing list mm. rather than, a, you know, we all have doing lists. This needs to be done. But what am I not going to do? Mm. And maybe that's a conversation with the boss about that, saying, look, if you want me to do A, B and C, you do realise that D, E and F won't get done. Mm. So w- which are the most important priorities there?
1: That's, uh, that's good advice, Sunil. And, and hopefully. Uh- I
0: think sorry, the other thing just to add on there is to ask yourself the question, do I like the person I'm becoming? Uh, And again, talking as a disciple of Christ, the important thing there is that God will never give you more than you... Than than, than he knows. That you can handle, yeah. Mm. And if you're finding yourself, you know, because again, this is talking as disciples of Christ, is that God's not just interested in, in the task, he's interested in the person that you're becoming. And if you're becoming, and this was, is, this is, again, this, this was my question I had to ask myself in 2009 as I was finding myself becoming very cynical, very angry, very frustrated, is I don't like the person I'm becoming. And this surely cannot be God's will for me to do this to, to, to live at this kind of pace and become this kind of person. Mm. So I had to say, something has to stop. And for me, that was stepping down from church leadership um, so that I could, as it were, uh, reconnect with my power source, God himself, and my relationship with him, um, as, as that was the most important thing.
1: And I suppose it's, it's important to sort of clarify here about the fact that um, when we say that um, God doesn't, uh, so, well, some people say God doesn't give you more than you can cope with well, Handle that, 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 in his strength in his strength and that's the key part that's because it. he yes, he, he, is, he does he does give us things that are above us in terms of Well that's a brilliant point. That, exactly right because he wants to stretch us does yeah, he? Yeah, God
0: wants to stretch us. So I'm not saying that then that means that I I don't want to use that as an excuse for for not you know uh, coming out of our comfort zones and and doing you know because God yeah God, I, that's the other tension here because I, I very much believe God calls us to do more than we think we can do. Mm. Uh, but it's in his strength that, that, that we do that we don't go into a delusional zone, as it were. Mm. we go into a discomfort zone because that 's where all all real growth happens outside our comfort zone mm. so i'm really glad you, you raised that because but we've got to marry that up with the kind of person that we 're becoming because it's very much working in the areas that God has gifted me to to work where i 'm strong so for example, you know uh, I would be very stressed if I was asked to um to sing to sing a song or lead worship or to or to write a symphony okay mm. that would stress me out because i have no musical ability whatsoever it's completely mm. outside of my strength zone and it would burn me out mm. because i just wouldn't know what i was doing mm. um but it is taking what i'm what i'm good at and what i've got strengths in and pushing those further out to more than i think i I, I personally can do
1: mm. and, and also that brings into community in, in the word community as well because we're all on this journey we're all on a journey in life in a mm-hmm. sense and and some of the journey is uphill and sometimes we need our friends to help us up themselves yes. don't?
0: and that's why we go to connect with safe people again mm. so we need those who can encourage us to grow and we're doing that together as it were and we're seeing those changes come
1: okay uh, just very very finally now snow um we are going to uh, just close up by talking about what we can learn from from the Bible about uh, burnout in a sense and any examples we may have there because both of us as as, as disciples of Christ we, we, we sort of come through the lens of faith in a sense don't we Senel? so uh, we look through things through the lens of faith um, so tell me a little bit about um, what you've gleaned from, from the Bible on this
0: yeah, I mean, the one example that comes to my mind is actually from the Old Testament, and it's from the life of Elijah in One Kings chapters eighteen and nineteen. Now, for those listeners who don't know, uh, it, Elijah was a was was a great prophet of the Old Testament, and he spoke against uh, King Ahab and Queen Jezebel against um, the wrong that they were they were doing. And there's a very dramatic scene uh, in in One Kings chapter eighteen where. Elijah confronts the prophets of Baal and basically has this huge showdown with them Mm. about, and it's about the God who answers, answers by fire and God does an amazing miracle. And everything seems going fantastically well for Elijah. And then Queen Jezebel says, basically sends a message to Elijah saying, for what you've done, you're as good as dead. And Elijah basically at that point goes completely to pieces. Mm. Um I'm just looking at the passage there. Uh and what it says, he says um it, it he basically goes to pieces, it says, I'm just reading from one Corinthians chapter oh, sorry, one um Kings chapter nineteen. Um he, so uh, Jezebel says to him, Okay, but she says, By this time tomorrow you'll be as dead as any one of these of those prophets. And when it, Elijah saw how things were, he ran for dear life to a place called Beersheba, far in the south of Judah. He left his young servants there and then went out on into the desert another day's journey he came to a lone broom bush and collapsed in its shade waiting in the worst way to be done with all to just die enough of this god take my life i'm ready to join my ancestors in the grave exhausted he fell asleep under the lone broom bush. so what's happened here he's had this huge you know huge period of activity huge success okay and then it's Obviously, somebody in power has basically sent him a message that she wants him dead, and he's just lost it all. I just want to die. I've had it. Mm-hmm. And you know, and 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 when we're burnt out, we can feel like that. You can mm. feel, you know, just. And I'll confess, I've had times I felt like that. Just mm. it'd be just easier if I was just gone. Just just take me away. Mm. But what's fascinating with that passage is is how God treats him, because you know, God doesn't say pull his socks up he doesn't preach a sermon to him Mm. he basically says he he gets him to sleep and then an angel comes and basically brings him some food and he eats the food and he gets nourished and he gets rejuvenated okay Mm. but like but like your halt uh the whole thing isn't it? it it's realizing it's again it's that mind body connection okay is that he'd gone through a period of intense activity and he was emotionally and physically exhausted. Mm. And so him saying, I wish I was dead, was more a sign of that tiredness and that physical exhaustion than, than a loss of faith. That was what the real issue was. Mm. Um, and, you know, um, and then what's fascinating is, um, I'll just read again, it says, it says the word of God came to him. So Elijah, what are you doing here? This is after he's, he's been rested and rejuvenated. He says he says, I've been working my heart out for the God of, of the angel armies, said Elijah. The people of Israel have abandoned your covenant, destroyed the places of worship, and, and murdered your prophets. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me. Then he and this I love this bit. Then he was told, Go stand on the mountain, attention before God, God will pass by. And what's fascinating is that how God appears. You see, he says, A hurricane whip, whipped right through the mountains and shattered the rocks before God, but God wasn't to be found in the wind. After the wind an earthquake but God wasn't in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, fire, but God wasn't in the fire. And this is the key point. After the fire, a gentle and quiet whisper. Mm. And, and it was at that point that God met with Elijah. Mm. Not in the dramatic, but he knew where, you know, Elijah was still in a very fragile state. Mm. And so God came in very in tenderness and compassion mm. to him at that point.
1: Okay, brilliant. Absolutely fantastic stuff, Sunil. Thank you so much for that. Is, is there perhaps a, a closing thought or thoughts you could give to people that are feeling a bit burnt out this time? Feeling, How can we encourage people? What can we say just a, a word of encouragement for people who are feeling burnt out this
0: time? Well, I, th- I think what I'd say to you is that what you're feeling right now is not necessarily reality. There's a story mm. you're telling yourself and there is a way through this There is a God who loves you. Um, And again, as disciples of Christ, we know that that's ultimately shown through what Christ has done for us in the cross. But he understands, he knows, and he feels. And um, go back to those, you know, those those foundations, you know, the importance of adequate rest. Maybe think about what are the things you overcommitted yourself to. Are you doing those things that re-energise you? Are you doing those disciplines of reconnecting and reconnecting with, with your life source have you gone back to your foundations about what's really about why you do what you do and finally have you connected with 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 safe people who can help you to just find a way through this
1: If you've enjoyed today's conversation you can get all the show notes for this episode from drsunil.com and could you do us a favor head over to itunes to rate the program this is by far the best way to get this content into the hands of those who need it most also do you think about who you could pass details of the podcast on to don't forget to check out the blog for more great content that's drsunil.com helping you to make sense of life in a challenging and complex world. Until next time, goodbye for now.